Welcome and thank you for joining us. Here at Calvary Chapel Eldoret, we believe in impacting and changing people's lives through the Bible, which is the only inspired and infallible Word of God. For more information, be sure to check out our website at ccelderet.org. That is ccelderet.org. And here is today's word. So last time we were talking about this guy called Gideon. Gideon, if you remember the story of Gideon, um, the book of Judges, you know, as we've talked about it before, God raises a judge for this season of life, and uh, he delivers the people of Israel, and, uh, you know, they, they enjoy good times in the presence of God, and then after that, they disobey God, and they go into um, captivity, or they are captured by the enemies, or they are the enemies take advantage of them, of their situation, and they see what is happening in the camp of the enemy, and they go and serve Baal again for a season, and then God raises a judge, and it just, the cycle continues. And we were in the book of Judges, uh, where we were talking about Gideon, and Gideon... Um, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and he started giving, you know, his credential or a bit of complaining of who he is, how much the Lord cannot use him because of where he comes from. You know, he, his tribe is the least and he's the least amongst his tribesmen. In other words, they cannot be used for anything. He's counting himself as, you know, he's down there. Nothing good can come out of him. And then this conversation goes on and on, and well, he gives in, and uh, the Lord sends him to battle, and he's having a bunch of people, and the Lord gives him a way of reducing and reducing and reducing. The last part of it, the Lord told him to take this man to the river. And those who will leap the water as the dog, those are the men he will use. So we have those people who went by the river and they dipped their faces to drink water and they couldn't be able to see ahead. Those who went and, you know, you know how the dogs do it, you know, they uh, try to get the water with their tongue while their faces or their eyes are steady around. In other words, God was looking for people who would be alert when they go for battle. And the story goes on and on and they go into battle and they have victory. And after they have victory, now his tribesmen, his own people, the Israelites, wants to crown him as king. Say, so why can't you be king over us, man? You, you're great. You have done many wonderful things. Why can't you be king? But he refused 
to be king over them, but he took the privileges of the king. He took the, uh, the nice garments, the kingly garments, took silver and other ornaments that were, you know, precious, gathered all these things for himself. And the very last 30 years of his life, he really went and did things that were not right before the Lord. He went and married a lot of women. <laughs> the Bible says he had many concubines also. And that caused him a lot of trouble. The last one, he went into this concubine who was from the tribe of the, the, the Canaanites. And they bore a son. And the name of the son was, my father is a king. So he initially refused to be called king, but the name of this son of his was, my father is a king. So basically that is where we left from. That was Judges 7 and 8. Now we have another story here in Judges 9. About Gideon's son. Then Abimelech, Abimelech means my father is a king. Abimelech, the son of Jerubal. If you remember the story, Jerubal is Gideon. They gave him a pagan name. And sadly enough, after all these things he did, the last name that he, they call him is this pagan name. The downfall of a great man who really served God earlier on and turned away. Then Abimelech, the son of Jerubal, went to Shechem to his mother's brothers and spoke with them and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in the hearing of all the men of Shechem, which is, which is better for you that all 70 of the son of Jerubal reign over you or that one over you. Remember that I am your own flesh and bone. <laughs> now, this is amazing. So Gideon or Jerubal had 70 sons. 70 sons. There's a lot of them. <laughs> and then one of them who is from the concubine went back to his own people. Because in their, in, in their culture, you know, when a man would marry and would have many wives and concubines, these concubines, they raised their children in their motherland, the other side of their land. So if this guy comes from 
um, Eldoret, and the concubines are from Kakamega. So those, those children basically are going to be reigned culturally from Kakamega. And so this son of the concubine, this Abimelech, goes back to his own people. And he says to them, now, there's a lot of craftiness that is going on that we'll discover as we go on. So the, 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 the father has 70 sons. And he goes back to his people. Because his, his name dictates sort of a kingship, sort of a leadership. And he thinks that perhaps one of his brothers, one of the 70 brothers, would want to be king or would want to rule at some point. And he's going back to his people and saying, hey, would you rather be ruled over by 70 or by one who is your flesh and bone? Who even told him that one of his brothers want to be king? We, we don't hear any of that. But he goes back to his people and communicates this to them. And his mother's brothers spoke all the words concerning him in the hearing of all the men of Shechem, and their hearts were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, he is our brother. Wow. What a scripture we have in these times, in these political times. That someone will come from a far end and say, hey, I am your own. His whole life has been in Mombasa, for example. All his life, all his schooling, everything. But he comes back to Elder and says, Hey, my name is Keep Something. I belong here. Would you rather be governed by someone else rather than me? <laughs> rather than Kipto? Rather than Mengich? Rather than Kotikumi? Rather than whoever they are? And we will hear this in a few weeks. It is going to be crazy over here. Everyone is vying for this political seat. I pray that you will be sensitive enough to know where to cast your vote. But these people, they inclined to his words and they say, ha, ah, he is our flesh and bone. Let us hear him out. For he is our brother. So they gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of Balberith, which, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men. And they followed him. Do you wonder why God writes some things in the Bible for us to read again? Worthless 
and reckless men. If you think they just existed in that culture, they are in every culture, worthless and reckless men. People who would be wooed by 50 bob. People would be given 100 bob and they think this man is great. Remember, they, they, he, he was given um, 70 shekels of silver from the temple of Baal. And he used all this to give to this worthless and reckless man, and this man followed him. Then he went to his father's house at opera and killed his brothers, 70 sons of Jerubal, on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubal, left because he hid himself. So these worthless men were paid some things, and they went. This guy goes into his father's house and kills all of his brothers with one stone, killing all of them. I'm wondering who is worthless more than the others. <laughs> is it their leader or the people who are following him, these worthless and reckless men? He killed all of them except one, the youngest brother who fled. And all the men of Shechem gathered together at Beth Milo, and they went and made Abimelech king beside the terebinth tree at the pillar that was at Shechem. Wow. This is amazing. So we have this man who went and killed and Abimelech whose name suggests that his father is a king they saw what he did, his countrymen, the Canaanite. At this point, the, 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 the Israelites, because they were so afraid, they had mixed themselves already in the culture of the uh, Canaanites. So they are in them. They, they don't want even to be called the, the Jews. Right in the middle of them. And this guy, if the, the logical thing to do first would be, hey, we have a man who is a killer. He's killed his own brothers, 70 of them. What do we do with him? We kill him, right? What do you do with a murderer? But because he's working with worthless and reckless men, they're not even thinking. So they do what? They crown him king. They crown him king. And this place, if you read history, the very place that at some point Joshua gave instruction under this and they wrote laws that when you pass through this place, you will see what is written on stones and you will remember 
the dealings of the Lord, you will remember. But they did not, none of them. Now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerizim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, in a parable, he's about to say the parable, but this historically is the very, very same mountain again where the law of God was read with Moses and also with uh, Joshua. The way this mountain is structured, that they would go on the top of the mountain and the people would be in the valley. And when they speak, somehow the voice would, would resonate and get to them where they are. There were twin mountains, another one on the side and another one on the side. And he went to this one, Gerizim, and he lifted his voice and cried out and he said to them, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them. This is a riddle. And they say to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree say to them, should I cease giving my good oil with which they honor God and men and go to sway over trees? Then the trees say to the fig trees, you come and reign over us. But the fig trees say to them, should I seize my sweetness and my good fruit and go to sway over trees? Then the trees say to the vine, you come and reign over us. But the vine say to them, should I seize my new wine, which cheers both God and man, and go to sway over trees? Then all the trees say to the bramble, you guys know what a bramble is? It's a thorn tree. You come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you anoint me as king over you, then come and take shelter in my shade. First of all, this is, this is a thorn tree, okay? <laughs> so the thorn tree is asking them to come and take refuge, come and take shade under him. <laughs> what a wonderful... <laughs> ah, the Brambodi said to the trees, if in truth you anoint me 
as king over you. Then come and take shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. One thing that was known of the bramble, of the thorn trees, was to make fire. It used to help them make fire quickly. Quickly. And as we read through, this is actually a prophecy that will come to pass shortly. He's giving a prophecy, but I, I don't know if they were sensitive to know who the bramble is, who the thorn tree is. This guy who is inviting all the other trees, like, hey, you guys want shelter, okay? You guys want shade. I have one. I mean, do we hear all these promises from politicians? <laughs> hey, you elect me, I will do this for you, I will do this for you, I will do this for you, and this and that. Trust me, because it is in me alone. I am the savior. <laughs> I am your savior. They even go ahead and call themselves saviors. I'm the savior of Wazingishu County. I'm the savior of the country Kenya. I am your savior. You elect me, all the food prices go down. Everything will go down. Everything will go down. But if you don't, the other person that you will elect will be fired. <laughs> this person will take advantage of you and they will go on and on and on and on. Now, therefore, if you have acted in truth and in, sincere, in sincerity in making Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerubal and his house, and have done to him as he deserves. For my father fought for you and risked his life and delivered you out of the hands of Midians. But you have risen up against my father's house this day and have killed his 70 sons on one stone and made Abimelech the son of his female servant, king over the man of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted in truth and sincerity with Jerubal and with his household this day, then rejoice in Abimelech and let him also rejoice over you. But if not, let fire come from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire come from the men of Shechem and from Beth Milo and devour Abimelech. Wow, what strong words he's speaking against these people of Shechem. And Jotham, 
ran away and fled. And he went to bear and dwell there for fear of Abimelech, his brother. After Abimelech had reigned over Israel three years, God sent a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the man of Shechem. And the man of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. That the crime done in the 70 cents of Jerubal might be settled and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them and on the man of Shechem who aided him in the killing of his brother. Now, this is, we are hearing a story of, you know, a king, someone who is reigning over the children of Israel. This is, he didn't entirely reign over all of them, but just a small portion of them. That is why he's not basically counted as king over Israel because he was not actually appointed by God. He was appointed by wicked men to rule over them. And after, after three years, God sends what? Spirit of ill will. These people began to have ill motives against Abimelech. That perhaps the things he did to his own brothers, that he will be repaid. And the story goes verses 25 And the men of Shechem sent men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountain, and they robbed all who passed by them along that way, and it was told Abimelech. This was a scheme to make sure that he's not getting taxes from people, to frustrate his economics because he was receiving this, and these were the privileges that only kings would receive. Receiving goodies and exchanging business with people who are traveling from one place to another. And the only, the one way to bring them down is to frustrate their business. And this ill will that was sent to them to frustrate, these people went on the street to rob people who were going to, you know, his quarters to do business with him. They were frustrated, and it means there's no business, there's no more income for him. And there arose another guy here in verses 26. Now Gal, the son of Ebed, came with his brothers and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. Now things are turning around, not all of them, but part of them, they did put their confidence in him. 
So they went into the field, they gathered grapes from their vineyards and trod them and met Mary. So they went and they started to get drunk. They started to get drunk. And drunk people don't really reason properly. They're putting confidence in another guy. And you'd think, well, probably God is in turn, you know, about to change the story and he's using this guy. This is another wicked man that God is not even using. They just want that guy out of the way. And this is what they do. They went, showed them and made Mary. And they went into the house of their God and ate and drank and cursed Abimelech. Then God, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech? Now this is a voice of a man who has drunk liquor. This is a voice of a man who is drunk. Okay? And these are the words that he's saying. Who is Abimelech? Who is Shechem that we should serve him? Huh? Who is this guy again? And who are we from Shechem that we should serve him? Starting to slowly incite people. Is he not the son of Jerubal? And is not Zebul his officer starting, starting to mock them and his officers and the people around him? Serve the man of Honor, of Hamo, sorry, the father of Shechem. But why should we serve him? Why should we serve this guy? If only his people were under my authority, then I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, increase your army and come out. Increase your army and come out. This is another man who is saying, hey, I have a line here. Cross the line and see what I will do. <laughs> you guys remember those fights when we were little? You were drawing on the sand. Say, hey, if you're a man enough, cross this line. We all know that many of these people who used to say cross the line were the weakest. They would want to just scare the guy away so that you disappear. You know, if you're man enough, cross here. If you, you want to do this, you, you know, this is the line. Cross over and you will see. Say, hey, you, the people you have are even little. Increase them. Increase the army and come. Come out. This drunk guy is really having some guts. When 
Zebul, the ruler of the city, had the words of God, the son of Ebed. His anger was aroused. And he sent messengers to Abimelech secretly, saying, Take note, God, the son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem, and here they are fortifying the city against you. Now therefore get up by the night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be as soon as the sun is up in the morning that you rise early in the morning, rise early and rush upon the city. And when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you may then do to them as you will find opportunity. So Abimelech and all the people who were with him rose by night and lay in wait against Shechem in four companies. When God, the son of Eben, went out and stood in the entrance to the city gate, Abimelech and the people who were with him rose from lying in wait. And when God saw the people, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. But Zebul said to him, You see the shadows of the mountains as if they were men. These people are still drunk, I guess. So God spoke again and said, See, people are coming down from the center of the land and another comp company coming from Diviner's Terebinth tree. Then Zebul said to him, Where indeed is your mouth? Now. <laughs> so you, you, you say, hey, who is this Abimelech? Go and add to your army many people and come out. Now he's out coming and you're starting to complain. <laughs> this guy's like, hey, you are running your mouth. Can you continue running your mouth again? Can you continue running your mouth again now that the army is right here? Run your mouth. <laughs> you said, who is Abimelech? Uh, where is your mouth? It's like the mouth disappeared. Where is your mouth now? with which you said, who is Abimelech? That he should, that we should serve him. And not these, are not these the people whom you despised? Go out if you will fight with them now. So God went out leading the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him and fled from him 
and many fell wounded to the very entrance of the gate. Then Abimelech dwelt at Aruma, and Zebul drove out Gal and his brothers so that they would not dwell in Shechem. Well, they were driven out of the town. And it came about on the next day that the people went out to the field and they told Abimelech. So he took his people, divided into three companies, and they lay in wait in the field. And he took, and there were the people coming out of the city. And he rose against them and attacked them. And Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed towards and stood at the entrance of the gate of the city. And the other two companies rushed upon all who were in the field and killed them. Now this guy is just going around killing a lot of people for no apparent reason. So Abimelech fought against the city all that day, and he took the city and killed the people who were in it and demolished the city and sowed it with salt. Basically, the explanation of this is this city was to lay in ruin, was not to be rebuilt. When you pour salt in it to say, hey, we are declaring this place not to be occupied. We are declaring this place. If you take salt and, you know, put it on uh, fresh vegetation, say it's, it starts to kind of shrink because of the saltiness. Basically, what they were doing is saying, hey, this place is lying desolate. We have won over, and we are not even thinking of rebuilding it. It was actually rebuilt after some kings of Israel many, many years to come. It's when this place was built. But here, this place... <coughs> lays in ruin, sowed it with salt. Now, when all the men of the tower of Shechem had, had heard that they entered the stronghold of the temple of God Berith, and it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Then Abimelech went up to the mount of Zalmon, he and all the people who were with him, and Abimelech took an ox with his hand and cut down a both from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulders. And then he said to the people who were with him, what you have seen me do, make haste, do as I have done. 
Now, if you remember, you recall what we just read from Jotham, that riddle, it is now coming to pass. Now he's gone and cut some trees in the shoulders, and they're going to use this for fire. And he's telling them, hey, whatever you have seen me do, do it quickly. Whatever you have seen me do, do it quickly. So each of them likewise cut down his own both and followed Abimelech and put them against the stronghold and set the stronghold on fire above them so that all the people of the tower of Shechem died about a thousand men and women. What a wicked man. And when people were running into this place of their God, they thought if this Abimelech guy had some sort of respect to the gods, he was not supposed to set this place ablaze. But remember who he's working with, worthless and reckless men. They have no regard of anyone. They set this place ablaze. And Abimelech went to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower in the city and all the men and women and the people of the city fled there and shut themselves in. Then they went up the top of the tower. So Abimelech come, came as far as the tower and fought against it and drew near to the door of the tower to burn it with fire. The very same thing he did to the other tower, he wants to do it right here. But a certain woman dropped an upper milestone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. <laughs> now, the book of Judges has very funny examples with women. <laughs> very strong women. Women who will be judges. Another one was Jael, who killed another guy. You remember how he killed? Driving <laughs> a piece of metal in his temple in his head, to the ground, tent pole, to the ground, killed him. Now we have another woman who said, enough is enough. You know these uh, milestones, if you guys ever lived in a village, you know what they are. They used them to prepare, like they would crush, um, let's say, they want to make uh, ugali. They would use this stone, they were kind of carved, to crush the corn on them, or cassava, or whatever it was. So the biggest one they probably could not carry, but they, ha they had ones that were a little bit bearable, that they would carry with them as they travel. 
And this lady, this woman, unnamed woman, <laughs> in the Bible here, took a stone, and this, this was a very tactical woman. Because she is at the top of the tower, and Abimelech and his men are down there. And he doesn't just want to throw this stone aimlessly, because if he throws it to the people, probably it will kill someone else. But the target is, if you kill their leader, then the rest of the people will be terrified and they will run away. So what do you do? Get to the leader, kill him. And tactfully he took the stone, dropped it on the school of Abimelech, and he fell down. He was going to die anyway. But listen to what Abimelech says. Then he called quickly to a young man. This is Abimelech. He is armor bearer. And say to him, draw your sword and kill me, lest men say of me, a woman killed him. <laughs> Nonetheless, he's going to die anyways. But he say, hey, kill me, lest they say, a woman killed me. What a prideful, arrogant man. Even when he is dying, he wants to die with honor that is not even there. <laughs> he, this is not a honorable death. Lest it is said of me, a woman killed me. So this young man thrust his throat, thrust his throat, and he died. And when the man of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man to his place. Now look at this. Every other time we were told, you know, the man of Shechem, 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 Shechem. Now it says, the man of what? The man of Israel. Went to their homes. They, they intermingled with this man of Canaan, people of Canaan, they waged war against themselves. They've killed themselves. Now, they're turning back to their homes. Every man to his place. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father by killing his 70 brothers. And all the evil of the men of Shechem, God returned on their own heads. And on them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubah. At the end of this chapter, what we can say to sum it up is, whatever a man sows, he reaps. 
upandacho utavuna that is the, the, the end result that is what we learn from all this this is not uh, a chapter that tells us how God did raise a judge there's no judge who was raised from this chapter just teaching us how this man um, Gideon went down, 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 and down. And one thing I would want to ask all of us who are here, upon your death, what legacy would you want to leave? Because upon his death, now they didn't call him Gideon. Because you remember when the angel came and talked to him, he said, hey, you are a man of valor. You, Gideon, are a man of valor. But after his death, now they are calling him with his pagan name, Jerubal. What name will they call you? What name will you leave behind when you're gone? Surely there will be a name. There will be a name for you and I. I don't know what your name will be. But whatever a man's soul, so shall he reap thereof. As we close, let me read us this psalm. Psalm 37 says, Do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret if only uh, curses do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall, cut, shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but he, it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plot against the just, 
and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent the bow to cast down the poor and the needy, to slay those who are upright of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. The bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil times and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. By the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord like the splendor of the meadows shall vanish into smoke they shall vanish away the wicked shall the wicked borrows and does not repay but the righteous shows mercy and gives for those Blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cast by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. I have been young and now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendant begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lent, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and do well, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it thereof. The mouth of the righteous sparks wisdom, and his tongue talks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like native green tree. Yet he passes away and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the, the upright, for the future of that man is peace." 
but the transgressors shall destroy, shall be, des- be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in times of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Thank you, Lord, for your words. And as we depart and go our ways, sometimes we see how the wicked are prospering. We see what is happening with their lives and we desire. Lord, help us to find contentment in you and in you alone. All the things that we see from them are very temporal and it will be cut away. So help us to really dwell in you. Help us to put our trust in you and in you alone. As we depart in fellowship, we pray for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. We hope that you've been inspired and blessed. For more teachings and other resources, visit our website at ccelderet.org or call us at 0718-012-496. That is 0718-012-496. See you next time.